welcome to Giving an Answer. My name is Harold Felder, your host, and this show is dedicated to defending the historic Christian faith. Today we have a very interesting topic. The topic is the occult. To talk about this with me, I have John Ferreira, and let me tell you a little bit about John. John has an undergraduate degree in religion and theater from Charleston Southern University. Religion and theater, that's an interesting combination. A he's pursuing a Master's of Divinity with a concentration of apologetics from Southern Evangelical Seminary. And he's a current pastor at North Rock Hill Church. And he's also a published author. He's published a couple of articles in a Midwest Christian Outreach Journal. So John, is there anything you want to tell us about yourself that I've, I've left out? Uh, you pretty much covered it. Okay, all right. Well, what made you get involved in the occult? <coughs> well, I think it, I can date it, date it back more to my general interest in apologetics. Um, my, I, I have family who, who are not Christian and close family and my experiences with them, I found when they were asking very difficult questions, I did not have that many answers. I would take them to my Sunday school teacher and ask them, but they didn't have any answers. Ask a pastor, they didn't have any answers. So I became more and more interested in pursuing these answers myself. And among those questions that was being asked, uh, there, there, were, there were several different questions about the occult. So I began to study in general cults and the occult and world religions and just different things. And um, that, that was probably where my interest first got piqued. But um, I think uh, more specifically how I be began to, to ask questions concerning the occult as the occult, not just you know Satanism or witchcraft or whatever those may be. Uh, I think what drew me into it most recently was was a, a recent invitation I had to speak at a at a conference in Tennessee, and this conference unfortunately fell apart. <laughs> so I had already agreed to speak on the occult that was the desired topic, but once I'd I'd agreed and begun researching and had had agreed to to speaking on this show, um, I found out later that the whole conference was canceled not just me so i didn't take it personally but the whole conference was canceled right. and i had a at that time i had a bunch of research together so i followed through on it Here i saw I you with some of your research i saw you <coughs> coming out of the school library with like these piles of books and i was like oh my goodness you're really really getting prepared for this topic. there's there's a lot of material out there um sa and, and sadly there, there's a lot of lot of occultic material that people may never know is occultic because it comes under right. the under the terms of of christianity right. or islam or other world religions right. not realizing that that there's there's very much occultism involved right. well tell us then what exactly is the occult the occult it's it's fairly difficult to explain what the occult is but but uh, I can give you, I can kind of trace it back to the roots and then show you a few flags that, that can let you know how to identify what, what the occult is. But to put it in a simple definition uh, may not do it justice. Occult comes from the term, the Latin term, occultus, which means hidden or secret. And when, when this is applied in, in practical terms, that means uh, hidden knowledge or hidden power, most specifically, uh, hidden knowledge or hidden power. But when even explaining it in those terms may not be all that helpful because, well, hidden knowledge, that just means some puzzle, that puzzles are occultic. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I mean is that, that um, there, there is something that has either been 
been uh, viewed as as a very difficult to see or identify the people who aren't initiates that that is they aren't aren't experienced in in a field will not be able to know this stuff you have to be something of a professional or it has either been submerged because of the the presence of the church namely christianity right. because these these practices are are explicitly non-christian um, that's generally what what the occult means but even still having said all that that doesn't necessarily help you to identify what the occult is um, i've i've found there's basically three three um, factors three three elements swirled into pretty much all occultism and that is divination divining which is something like uh, in uh, in layman's term fortune telling uh, sorcery or magic same same meaning and spiritism, which means communication with spirits. Uh, that could be either um, communicating with, with uh, deceased relatives, demons, angels, uh, uh, other, other supreme beings, direct, direct communication with them. Uh, it, that's understood to be occultic. Uh, examples would be mediums. These are people who claim to, to be possessed by a person and by, by a deceased spirit or something like that, or a demon, right. and thus you can communicate with the spirit realm through them. Right. That's, that's spiritism. Those, those three ideas, divination, sorcery, and spiritism, uh, you'd be surprised at some of the places where you can find some of those things involved. Hmm. Uh, but but um, that's generally some, uh, some ways, those are some ways in which you can identify Occultism. Let's talk about uh, a couple of specific occults or cults. What about Satanism? Tell us a little bit about Satanism. Satanism. Well, I, I, that's one of those those cultic slash occultic groups that I began to look into back before I had any idea what the occult was. Um, Satanism. To again, this is one of those things. To put it in a singular definition is difficult because. It's very multifaceted. There's Satanists themselves view Satanism very differently. Uh, for some, Satan is a principle, just just a, just something of a of an idea or a force. For others, he is a a a dualistic principle. That is, there's a there's a good pole and there's an evil pole, and he represents the evil pole, light or darkness, uh, similar to what you what you might find in in. Um, talking about the force with with uh some of the some of the new age philosophy that swirled into into star wars yeah um but satanism uh, i'll speak about the the modern church of satan started by anton lavey in 1967 i believe um, he's also the author of the satanic bible uh, satanism in the simplest terms is probably simply self-worship with with an outer layer of witchcraft black mm -hmm. art specifically mm -hmm. they would understand there to be about three kinds of witchcraft that is compassionate magic or sympathetic magic which uh which is generally understood to be uh positive what what others might call white magic but uh it works on the principle that that um that like things can be manipulated and achieve similar effects. Um, I don't. I don't really want to go go into all of that because <laughs> I don't want to encourage any dabblers right, out there right. and give them give them more material. Right. 
but that's that's compassion magic. There's also destructive magic. This would be what what could be called black magic. And then there's also sex magic. Frankly speaking, those yeah, that's a new one. those <laughs> I haven't heard of that one before. <laughs> well, well, it's uh, it's it's got a it's got a long history. But um, when when you understand that Satanism is is just people worshiping themselves essentially, and and taking all these ways to manipulate reality. And, and putting those on top so that you can more effectively worship yourself and serve your own purposes, yeah. then it only makes sense that something like that would follow. As a matter of fact, we had this conversation before and we were talking about how a lot of the principles are just are perversions of Christian principles. Like they have, you know, instead of a Sabbath, they have like a black Sabbath. And we were talking about like the Ten Commandments. They have one commandment. What is that one commandment? <laughs> uh, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of thy law. Yeah. That was um, popularized by Aleister Crowley, who who was a, a, a Satanist who's who's a kind of a forefather for the modern Satanic movement. Uh, his his influence was felt around the turn of the uh, of the 20th century, and uh, he was a very evil man. Yeah. Uh, the I mean, he his his self acclaimed purpose was to proliferate evil and the practice thereof. Um, that's that's what he said of himself and all pretty much anybody who speaks about him with this this isn't just Christians right. this is people within uh, witchcraft and Satanism and, and different occultic movements uh, they speak of him as being a very very evil man but they still recognize him as being uh, s being kind of a forerunner in the black arts opening up uh, pioneering all kinds of different different ways to uh, basically worship yourself, which is largely what the occult boils down to. Right, right. We'll talk about New Age. New Age. This is not easily labeled as a religion because even though it has religious philosophy undergirding it, New Age is more more effectively understood as a movement. There, there is, there's a few key principles that kind of undergird New Age, um, but as far as the way in which it works out, one's, one's religious outlook, one's worldview, those things can be radically different, and still people of different, different uh, worldviews, different, different uh, religious mentalities can still be New Age. A few of the, a few of the principles of New, New Age is basically that the term New Age means refers to the the age of Aquarius, the coming uh, dawn in which which mankind and civilization will progress from a prior epic which was which was marked by war and 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 uh, and different bad things um, and it will it will progress into this new age that will be something of a uh, of some golden years some uh, a, a nicer time generally mm -hmm. speaking um, but that's that's a that's a belief that can be found within New Age, undergirding much of the New Age philosophy. But uh, religiously speaking, they're they're generally pantheistic. That means uh, pan all theism God, all all things are God. Everything uh, is reducible to some some basic force that is is their God. Now, because everything is reducible to God, that means I'm God. Your God, right. this tree's God. Yeah. That may sound like a compliment, but when mm -hmm. you realize that that rock has as much right to divinity as you do, 
right, then to right. call yourself a god is hardly a compliment. Or dung, you know, you're, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're, you're as divine as dung. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but that's, that's one of the elements swirled in the New Age. But also, um, li like I said, the self-worship. I talked about it with Satanism, but the same is true within New Age. If you're God and, you're, and, and you have freedom and the power of the divine to be able to serve your purposes and, and also the right to serve your purposes because you're divine, then it will boil down to inevitably to self-worship. Shirley MacLaine would talk about the, the most, most, um, most important principle that, that we need to grasp is that we are God. Yeah. And she calls that the saddest uh, ignorance of man is that we've forgotten that we're God. Now she's she's a proponent of of New Age, obviously, but but um, I think you can already see some of the uh, some of the echoes of the lie of Satan in the Garden of Eden, when he says, "Has God really? Um, has he really?" Um, actually, I'll I'll read it verbatim, make sure I don't misquote it. And the serpent said to the woman, "This is Genesis three, four, and five. And the serpent said to the woman, "You shall not die. You sh you surely shall not die, for God knows that in the day you eat from it." speaking of the fruit of the tree, mm -hmm. of the knowledge of good and evil, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, in a sense, we do have something, some likeness to God, but what Satan is doing is he's teasing out the pride of man. And he's right. saying that God doesn't have your best interests in mind. Right. And, and uh, that's, that, that is a very occultic thing, but it reminds us that the new age what, what's, what's being uh, proliferated as, as a new idea, new philosophy, yeah. new, just, just, just new. Yeah. If, it, if, it, if it's new, it's great. If it's old, it's mold. Right. And that's, that's kind of, kind of a, a principle that, that perpetuates new age philosophy, but really there's nothing new about it. All that's really new about it is that it is, it is Hindu pantheism. Okay. It, Hinduism just basically repackaged into a Western model so that it will be uh, ready for consumption by by American audiences and European audiences. Right, right. To give you an example, New Age and Hinduism uh, they differ on the idea that life on existence on Earth is seen as as an essentially bad thing for 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 within Hindu philosophy, mm -hmm. whereas life within New Age philosophy is essentially good that reincarnation for the Hindu is a punishment. You are doomed to this, this mm. endless cycle right, until right, you right. can finally uh, vanquish yourself of all this karmic debt, right. all, the, all the, the sin on, on your soul that keeps you on this cycle. That's, that's punishment. Right. But for the New Ager, those, those, are, those are steps up a ladder. That's, that's progress. That, that, sounds, that to a New Ager sounds good. Now, even though you've got a different take on it, so that it's it's readily acceptable by western audiences it's still the same hindu pantheism involved it's still karma it's still pantheism it's still reincarnation okay what about witchcraft i'm starting to see more and more of this on tv more and more television series we have you know charmed and all that type of stuff so tell us a little bit about witchcraft well the those are some good observations because witchcraft is becoming a, a more um, acceptable uh, means of, of spirituality within our our American system, be it through Harry Potter yeah. um, or through Charmed, uh, but but witchcraft is again something of a blanket term, 
just as New Age refers more to a movement, Wicca, uh, which is which is the uh, the more modern uh, name for a, a specific branch of witchcraft, Wicca and witchcraft, uh, basically, the 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 all the all the elements of the occult are are involved within them. The ones I mentioned: divination, which is fortune telling, uh, sorcery, which is magic, and spiritism. So witchcraft, if if you want to say uh, if, if there were something to represent most closely, uh, what is the epitome of the occult? Witchcraft is, is a good blanket uh, religious term to speak about it. Uh, when, when people say witching or witch's hour or, or Wicca, they're speaking about someone who is practiced in the black arts. Okay, okay. Well, what is at the root of all this occultic stuff? Do you believe this is all demonic? Do you believe it's just man-made or what? Yes and yes, okay. Because with with the occult, I think the reason why it has been so successful, in the sense that it is self-perpetuating, it hasn't died out yet, and it probably won't. Right. Um, one of the reasons why is that it's very appealing to who we are as people, what we want to believe, what already what already resonates with with our selfish motives. When, when Aleister Crowley says, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of thy law, doesn't that really sound good to yeah. us that yeah. we can do what we yeah, want? Exactly. I mean, we, we've, we've heard it before in, in different modified phrasings within our own society. Just do it. Just do it. Uh, or it's, it's all about you or you deserve this. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a very popular marketing strategy. Yeah, it is. You, you deserve to treat yourself right. or it's your right. right. It's people who are worshiping themselves and and the occult by operating within these with, within these principles uh, is very appealing to man man will keep it up because he wants to be able to have more power than he does through through witchcraft he does not want to be able to let go of of the past deceased relatives yeah. he does not want to think that he's that he's cut off spiritually uh, because of his sin so he wants to be able to commune with spirits uh, and he wants to have more knowledge than he does through divination. This is man uh, trying to take the throne of God. Yeah, and you sort of touched on this before, but talk about some of the occultic practices that are actually going on in the church. Um, yes, well, the, these are, to give you f a few examples, prayer, meditation, uh, the way we read scripture, pretty much any element of Christian practice can be manipulated into uh, an occultic form. Prayer, for example, I, I don't want to knock on the prayer of Jabez because I've read it and I think I, I sympathize with the authors that and I, I believe that he was trying to communicate something that is a very biblical principle, but what many people have done with the prayer of Jabez, for example, is they have treated these words as if they can say it and coerce God right. into, into uh, blessing them. Right. They're treating it not in its proper relational context, but they're treating it rather as if it, if it had magic power within yeah. itself. Yeah. As if you say these words, you cast this spell, and God's obligated to it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one way in which, in which uh, Christianity can be taken into the occult. But another, uh, name it and claim it theology. Yeah. Uh, that, that all you have to do is, is put faith in faith and you, and you say what, what you want and you, and you 
do it enough and with enough zest, then, then you are going to get exactly what you, what you ask for. But that removes God from the equation. It is basically occultic because if you put faith in faith, where's God in the, in right. the picture? Right. You are trying to manipulate natural forces supposedly natural forces to your own selfish ends. That's occultism. That is, that's the same as any, any magician trying to cast a spell yeah, exactly. and, and curse an enemy. And that's exactly the same. That's, that's a very good point when we hear about people chanting and uh, saying these spells that they have, these magic spells. Well, the people are treating the Bible the same way. When you do that name and claim it, if you say, well, I claim this using this scripture right here, mm -hmm. you're doing the exact same thing. You're taking God out of the picture. Mm -hmm. You know, he's no longer sovereign. He's just something that's now at your beck and call. Mm -hmm. He's just responding to your desires. And to speak about chanting, you mentioned uh, that element and chanting, meaning the, the constant repetition of certain words or phrases or prayers. Uh, that is, a, again, you can take a very Christian idea. Right. You can take the prayer, Jabez, you can take the Lord's Prayer, you can take the, the spiritual armaments in Ephesians 6, and you can pray this incessantly, missing the entire point that this is God communicating with us in cognitive language, speaking intelligent propositions, and He's trying to teach us and train us. But if you take that and you try to repeat it over and over, eventually turning off your brain, making your, your soul, taking, taking your soul into an altered state right. so that you are more susceptible yeah. to yeah. whatever enemy invasions there might be. Yeah. That is not Christian. That is distinctly occultic. I went to a, uh, a uh, service one time. Matter of fact, it was Juanita Byron. And she told everyone, everyone in there that God was going to bless them. All they had to do was get up turn around seven times, say something to the neighbor on this side, and say something to the neighbor on that side. I didn't, had, I didn't have a clue then, but now looking back on it, that was clearly occultic. There's absolutely nothing godly that's, in that action at all. That's ritualism, yeah. just as would be experienced. <laughs> you mentioned them turning around seven yeah. times. Well, within, within witchcraft and spellcasting, uh, there, there's, there's different types of, uh, of, um, of magic. Uh, and and within many of them, they'll use different tools and they'll use, they'll use different shapes and symbols. And among those shapes, they'll take the pentagram and they'll, they'll draw it out on the floor or they'll imagine it with a circle around it. And they walk around the circle uh, the, as part of, of their magic. And, and there's, there's a lot of things involved in it. And honestly, I, I haven't studied, I, haven't, I deliberately have not studied a lot of yeah. the, the means to it because right. I don't want to be tempted yeah. by it and yeah. I don't want to be talking about it right. and giving some dabbler out there more, more material. Right. Uh, but it's interesting that she said seven, seven times going in a circle because that's, that's very, very close to, to a magic spell. Yeah. Well, here's another question. Do these things actually work? I mean, do the psychics actually know the future? I mean, can they actually communicate with the dead? Do these things actually happen? Big no with a little yes. Big no in, in the sense that most of it is, is fabricated, is false. There's a lot of people who have come out of, of uh, different elements of the occult and have written just exposés showing all the different, different techniques that they used in seances and whatnot to, to confuse people. Uh, most of it can be can be reduced to sleight of hand and different things like that. However, there is some element in which they those practicers of the occult do derive some results. But I don't think that 
they are correct in their undergirding philosophy behind it. And I think when they're speaking, when they, they think they're communicating with deceased uh, relatives, they're more likely speaking with demons. They're yeah. speaking, they're yeah. speaking, or they're, they're, they're guessing well, which, which in such cases they may think that, that um, they're, they're talking with a deceased relative who told them so, something prophetic or something like that. But they, they've just made a good guess or they've used their imagination. Now that I think is a very small minority, but we do as Christians have to deal with the fact that, that the occult is built upon the lies. <laughs> I, I don't want to reduce all of this to, to just the, the rantings of some church freak, but um, Satan is very, very active and, and is very alive. Right. And, and there are certain lies that we have a certain proclivity towards. We want to believe them. And much of the occult stems from those, those, uh, those same lies. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But what about horoscopes? Are they occultic? Horoscopes. <laughs> horoscopes are astrology. Now, now, horoscopes are essentially taking the, the, the stars up in the sky, uh, dividing it up into, into certain sections, uh, which in the, which astronomers can 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 uh, utilize and speak of in scientific terms, but astrologers would take it a step further and interpret into those those same stars meanings that have nothing to do with the stars. Uh, the reason why horoscopes are supposed to work is that that astrologers believe that the human body is a microcosm of the universe. That is we are in small what the universe is in big. Uh, so if you can learn how to read and interpret the stars, you can better understand yourself and, and your own future and your own past. Right. That's, yeah, that, that's very good. I, I, I do want to end on one note is that uh, we don't, as Christians, deny spiritual uh, no. activity. When someone says that they're in contact with the spirit world, yeah, they very may well be, but that doesn't mean that they're in contact with the with angels. They're in contact with demonic spirits. When we talk about these spirit mm -hmm. guys, a lot of we're demonic spirit guys, and uh, and we're going to close on that note. John, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show, right. and that will end this edition of giving an answer. Be sure to join me again next week, and until then, goodbye, and God bless. Mm -hmm.